Let's face it, this is not the worst thing you've caught me doing. You look nervous. I'm in a glass case of emotion! Only let go of me, I think you're worth my neck me. That is why the warriors have come! I'll be back to have vengeance! Throw me a freaking bone here! The martini, shaken, not stirred. Hello, kiddies! In the red corner, standing six foot two inches tall, weighing in at 245 pounds, is the Eclectic Collective! Hello podcast world, welcome back. We are the Eclectic Collective. 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 <laughs> I can talk, guys. Today is the English, day I'm not going to be able English to talk. escapes you. The Eclectic Collective. Eclectic Collective. <laughs> well, if you are brave enough to go on to our second podcast, today is we're going to talk about wrestling. Wrestling is a very passionate area for all of us. Yes. We've all grew up with it. Um... Again, I, we are the Eclectic Collective. I'm Matt. I'm Ryan. I'm Jim. I'm Ryan. And we're going to start off today. I think we I think we should start off with favorite wrestlers, and because I mean everybody has that hero uh, in wrestling that brought them into it. And for me, I would say it's I, I'm going to go with two people today. I'm going to I'm going to say that Hulk Hogan obviously brought me in. He was one of the he most. Yeah, yes. he, was, he was probably the most one of the most yes. popular. He brought the kids in. Yep. But it was Ultimate Warrior for me that won mm. me over because you know again I I'm the comic book nerd. You know this guy was a character, <laughs> like he had that comic book esque type, you know, like background. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't know yeah. where this guy came from. He came from parts unknown. Yeah. And, <laughs> So Ultimate Warrior was always one of my favorites, and you know, pa- you know, passionately, I followed his career all the way through WCW mm-hmm. when he had that awesome coat. Yep. A lot of people mm-hmm. didn't like that coat. I want that coat. <laughs> like, if I could have someone make that that bad coat, for, that awesome coat for me, I would be awesome. Ryan, who who would you say are some of your favorites? Obviously Hulk Hogan. Hogan was pretty much the face of wrestling. If you really want to break it down, Absolutely. yeah. He's had some controversies, but hey, what wrestlers have really not? Yeah. <laughs> they all have. Um, yeah. Um, I think that just his ring moves are kind of in suspect, but you don't realize that until you get older. But he was just that passion, that fire, that, you know, let me the, tell you The something. character. Yeah. It was the charisma, the character, the whole thing. Also, also I got to go. We got to go with my number one. Rick Flair. Rick yeah. Flair. Woo! Rick Woo! Flair. I, another one. His moves were yeah. not that stellar, yeah. but it was the character, who? the charisma. When you have it, why do you need moves? Yeah. Right? Yeah, like who didn't? When I was a kid, 
course, you know, the big baby face, Hulk Hogan, say your prayers, eat your... Mm-hmm. But then you have Ric Flair. Who was the opposite. Who was the, the style of opposite. profile. And yeah, yeah. And women, Space Mountain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, who did not want to live that life in a way? I know. I know. And I mean, I'll do number three, Arn Anderson. Arn Anderson? Yes, really. that's not, one of mine. He is one of mine. He is the underdog. Like, to me, just... He should have been a world champion. Nobody could execute the spine oh, buster... No. Better than he, oh, yeah. he had that down to a team. Yeah. That was one of my favorite wrestling moves oh, yeah. of all time because it was so simple but yet so powerful. Because you could do it, execute it, nobody yeah. gets hurt, but it's a loud thump and it looks good <coughs> and powerful. And I, I, I'm again, he, I thought he could have been a. He uh, was a tag team champion. Oh yeah, TV champion. TV like, champion. To me, the red TV belt. And the yeah, yeah. And then the WWE days. Arn Anderson was the perfect example of ring talent. And promos, but then you com- but then you combine him and Ric Flair oh. <clears throat> with the Four Horsemen, oh, and then you mean you know yeah I mean it was just it was hands down after yeah, that. Yeah. So you you have three you have Arn Anderson Hulk Hogan Rick and Flair. the Rick, <clears throat> the the Ric Flair, Flair. <laughs> Ric Flair so Jim Jim who would you say your icon well, we, wrestling we all we all have to give props to Hogan mm-hmm. um, so my first my first recollections of wrestling were watching. When WWF was in existence, and they had USA champ, they actually had USA Championship Wrestling, Sunday Morning Championship Wrestling, and that was pretty much all we had. There was no Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, mm-hmm. Thursday, Friday night wrestling. It was um, my Saturday. I had um, you know Memphis Wrestling that came on after cartoons, and Gordon Soley, and then I had and that was Jerry Lawler and all them, and then Sunday morning. About ten thirty, we had championship wrestling from the WWF, and the very first episode I turned on, um, I saw Iron Sheik take the belt from Bob Backlund, and then I think it was a week or two later, it was two weeks later, Bob Backlund brought Hogan in, and this was Hogan's return to wrestling as a babyface. He had been a heel for many years, and. Uh, uh, so Bob Backlund brought him in and put him over as a as a baby face, and then the week after that, Hogan took the belt from the Iron Sheik and became the champion and held the belt for many years yeah. after that. So you always I always got to give props to Hogan because Hogan's charisma and everything. I mean, I never thought the leg drop was you know a great move. However, it was just his whole persona. Yeah, was fantastic. I loved it. So I give him props for bringing me into wrestling. Now, once I got into wrestling. And started, you know, digging in and finding all my avenues and everything of watching wrestling. Um, I was a fan of execution. I became a real big fan of execution. <clears throat> and so, I think I'm going to say that my top favorite wrestler of all time is probably going to be Ricky Steamboat. Because he he is, I mean, his execution was just seamless. I, I don't think I ever remember watching him wrestle, even in his later matches, where his timing was off. I mean, some of the other guys he wrestled had bad timing, but his timing, I don't ever remember there ever being a bad time and a bad timing. Now, you know, a close second to that, Chris Benoit. The crippler Chris Benoit. Because that man's execution was just phenomenal. His timing, the quickness, and everything else. Um, Bret Hart used to be on this list for me, but when his WC, his, his, after the whole. Uh, you know uh, the whole screw job thing, the Canadian screw job, and then his, yeah. his WCW reign, where all he did was whine and complain. Um, I lost a lot of respect for Brett. 
yeah. um, during that era. So, um, I mean, his ex. I mean, he was the excellence of execution. He was a great wrestler, but he, he's still on my list um, of greatest tag teams. You know, so whenever we get into that discussion, the Hart Foundation, yeah. one of my favorite tag teams mm-hmm. of all time. But um, so I'm going to say, you know, Hulk, I give I have to give credit Hogan, yeah. you know, for top for bringing me in. But I'm going to say Steamboat, Chris Benoit, I think are going to be in my top two. All right. All right. That's a, it's a very interesting choice with uh, Steamboat, you know, because I think Steamboat has always been, like, one of your background wrestlers that doesn't get enough credit. Like, they, <clears throat> if you ask some of the greatest wrestlers in history, they always say who's one of your, you know, your, the greatest matches you ever you think you've ever been in, and they always mention mm-hmm. Steamboat. You know, Steamboat. But, so, but the thing is, is though, he was more background in the WWE. Yeah. He was a forefront in the WCW. Oh, yeah. His, WCW. his matches with Flair oh. were legendary. And Flair says that. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Right? He Absolutely. mentions yes. Steamboat. So, Brian, wait, who do you think, uh, or who do you... <laughs> Say I don't think you, th- you know. Bring you into Well, mine actually brings my actual top person who brought me into wrestling. Actually, brought me in because I do have a background in horror films, loving horror films. So, Undertaker yeah. was my number one wrestler. As soon as I mm-hmm. saw him come into the game, mm-hmm. it, it sucked me in because I was like, "Oh, I love his persona." Uh, the entrance. The entrance. You can't meet the entrance. It's just everything he did was amazing. Oh, yeah. I will, however, say throughout the years, I did not care for his American Badass. No, nobody persona did. Nobody at did. all, which nobody no did. one did. But he's the one that brought me in. Now to continue on, I will actually say another one because of his entrance song and his persona. Not as... Keen is as Ric Flair's, but still had that snap. And that was Dusty Rhodes. Okay, I on. like Dusty Rhodes. That's, I inter- that. that's I just, interesting. I, I, I love. I just love the way. I love his pizzazz and the way he talks about. It. Let me tell you something, brother. You know, I just. I loved it. And and, it was, and he was fat. And you he was know, fat. You know, back you in the day, people you could do that. Coming off of back in the day, you could be fat, have a persona, and fit in wrestling. And and he he kind of had that like uh, that Ric Flair group, yes. but as a fat guy, he was the common, man. Yeah, he was he was the the common, common man. man, and he had ladies around him and everything. Not, Absolutely, I mean, and of course they were all paid for. I mean, we know it's the WWE or you know wherever, but you know it's it's Dusty Rhodes. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know back in the day where you could be fat, it didn't matter. You were back in that day, you were either really you were out of shape, or you were just straight up cut. Yeah. Today it's all about pretty boys. Oh, yeah. Well, well yeah. I mean, everybody looks like they fell off the cover of Muscle and Fitness. Yeah. Muscle, and, Muscle and Fitness magazine. Yeah. <clears throat> well, uh, yeah, that's those are those are my two mains. And I will I will give I will do this because I, I as I was getting into it, you started to really you started to get some of your new age a few high flyers in the mix and the ones who could do real awesome special tricks. I will have to give props. To the one two three kid, because I actually did like the one two three kid. I know most people did. And and Ryan no over one here is a crap up. about X Pac. I hated X Pac. And, 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 <laughs> okay, okay. And as hold for everyone listening out there, there is a going <laughs> argument with two people in here yeah. of of who's better, and I, we're gonna go ahead and put it. 
How about we go ahead and put it in the universe for anybody who's going to... We need a poll. Uh, this is going to be our first Yeah, this poll. is going to be a yeah. poll. Now, Xbox, you know, yeah. not included. One, two, three, kid versus Shawn Michaels. And Brian over here... That's not up. even a contest. That is contest. the ultimate That's contest. not even a contest. That is Shawn Michaels wins contest. that hands down. Yeah, that's true. Every day, all day. Only because Vince McMahon would ride it that lie, way. No, if you, lie, no, If you had, if you had pure. Only ability, because every Booker in the United in the universe would book it that way. Exactly. But if you go off talent and the things that X X Pac could do. And at his prime, and Shawn Michaels at his prime, Shawn Michaels, he personified the sweet chin music, but then you go to X-Pac, they could be the high flyer, or one, two, three, kid. But we're getting off topic. I want to put that <laughs> off. I want to put that in me, the universe. Let me just stop right there. Mr. WrestleMania. Yeah. Mr. Sweet Chin Music. Yep. Because it was written. Let me just say this. Everybody still wants Shawn Michaels. X-Pac is walking around New York right, right now with a dog in a satchel that can't even close his mouth now. <laughs> yep, that's that? correct, yeah. So, who tells you right there who's a legend? Anyways. Yeah. I think he's still <laughs> living off the royalties of his porno. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's so, that. Now, I will agree, when he uh, was the lightning kid in the old, yeah. old, old USA wrestling, mm-hmm. he was fine. Mm-hmm. But whenever he got that X-Pac gimmick... Oh, even yeah, even I. Well, saying, everybody yeah, yeah, when they went to the X-Pac Degeneration X, X yeah, yeah. even Shawn Michaels went to the Degeneration X, and it all it they together brought like the heel generation. I really think with everybody the attitude the yeah, that the everybody attitude loves era. heel. It started with the Degeneration X, but either way, we so we would say <laughs> we, we would say Hogan pretty oh, much. Yeah. Got, oh yeah, 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 yeah. You know got everyone started you know this is why i i believe that wwe keeps doing oh, yeah. hulk hogan wrong uh you know he, you know everybody makes mistakes you know it apologize for him you know i think everyone has said something stupid or whatever but without hulk hogan you probably wouldn't have what wwe no, at all. you would not have a wwe today not you would not have it today. so you know we can give credit to hogan bringing us oh, in yeah. And then we have the characters that kept us in. We, you know, the Ultimate Warrior, Undertaker, Steamboat, you know, Ric Flair. If anybody and, says that Hogan did not get them into wrestling and they're our age, they lie. No, exactly. They, yeah. yeah. They Absolutely. lie. He, if, if you asked any, even a young child today, you'd be like, and say, you know, who would you say is a part of wrestling? They would probably say Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan is just the face of of mm-hmm. wrestling mm-hmm. and it's you know got a tree down to your most popular characters okay yes. let's say this to show his influence to me when rick flair turned face it was fine like yeah. you know okay rick flair. when hogan turned heel that's the greatest heel turn that is ever. the greatest heel turn yeah. ever. ever i mean it's he like has, superman right. he has been the most influential mm-hmm. in the wrestling mm-hmm. industry throughout our lifetime mm-hmm. i mean there's no there's nobody else when we saw that pay-per-view there was no spoilers. There was no internet at that time. Internet yes. was there, but it yeah. just wasn't. It wasn't as prevalent. So yes. When that happened, and you see the crowd, just, and when he looks in that camera, and we've all probably seen, we probably all were watching that pay per view. I know I was. I watched. When it. he tells you, and these fans can stick it. It's just like my heart. Yeah. Just yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, let me ask. Let, let me let me go ahead. Since we're talking about icons and favorites, let's let's go back. Let's go back. Like we are ten year olds mm-hmm. in today's wrestling. Who and you turned on WWE? Who do you think in today's wrestling 
would have brought you in to the WWE and made you a fan. And let's let's say within the past ten years. Because really, the quality these days is really lacking. But let's, well, say, let's go back the last ten years. I mean, I know we can get that. We'll get that. I'll let you start it, Ryan. But but it's it's kind of a hard and loaded question because it's a completely different animal today than it was exactly. Back then. Yeah, exactly. Because you didn't have that many. You only had a small handful of stars back then, mm-hmm. and um, you know it was there wasn't really anybody other than Hogan back then that was that you know bright, shiny, pers- you know, loud persona. And now you've got everybody trying to be the muscular. That's a good bro- I mean, it's, and that's 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 a that's a loaded question. That's tough. Putting myself as my son's age, yeah. trying to get you know turning on yeah what, turning on Monday Night Raw. Who is going to hook me? Yeah. Um, I, honestly, I don't know. I, I mean, that that take a lot of thought. Um, Look, I'll start. Okay. I would say John Cena to me. Okay, so let, let me stop you there. Let me stop you there. It, talking about turning it on today, I could see the character if they were using him the way they were using him five to seven years ago. Yeah. But they're crapping all over Cena they're right now. They're crapping on Cena today, but that's what I mean. Like, looking at the past ten years, ten years, and I mean, if we need to go back twelve, I mean, because, you know, there's a lot of people that have been crapped on by Vince McMahon that were really amazing yeah. within the past twelve, thirteen years. Yes. We could say that, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say if I was a kid in the past ten years or so that John Cena, you know, he, you know, just he was really exciting to me. You know, I love talkers that could also back what back up what they have in the ring. Now mm-hmm. he's getting older; he can't do what he did ten, twelve years ago. You can no. tell. You know, I'm just waiting for that next belt. You know, so he can retire. That's the that's all I'm waiting for. Yeah, I know he can't. They should have done do it. it. They should have done it at this past WrestleMania. Yes, they they had that two. whole that whole gimmick with Undertaker was yes. horrible. And you know, they keep building him up like they're going to give him the belt, and then they do something stupid to I take know. it away. I know. So I would say, if I were a kid in today's generation or in the past ten years, that John Cena would have been the guy that kept me. Who would you say, Ron? Cena is a close second for me like it's very honestly CM Punk CM Punk see that another talker just because CM Punk in 2008 when he did that uh, mic drop as I call it pretty much just where he just told it it's the best one of the best promos I've seen in in probably 10 years CM Punk is probably he can wrestle he could talk talk not so good in the UFC but yeah, um, when he goes to real things, uh, he's he's probably yeah CM Punk, and also like even today, like if my child turned it on, I tell you somebody else that's real close, AJ Styles. AJ Styles, talk yeah. about a guy that has earned his yeah. place. That man, he man, yeah. he paid his dues in Japan. Oh yeah, oh yeah. my paid, gosh, paid his dues so, really anywhere yeah. if you think about yeah, it. Yeah, he well, did. And if you, I mean, I tell you what, that that's that's a perfect guy. I would have probably said, but. It, not I, to, honestly, not to think as a ten year old though, unfortunately, because as a, when I was a teenager, I actually followed him in the TNA years mm-hmm. when it was here. So that that yeah, got a man that's paid his dues and has and has rightfully gotten where he has. I mean, so yeah, I'd but, say AJ but, Styles. But as a kid, but as a kid, so you would yeah, say AJ kid, Styles. I'd probably say AJ Styles. But style, he's only been in the WWE for, what, five, five years, years now? Six years? Five mm-hmm. years. 
So who, who else? You don't think there's anybody else within the past ten years? Uh, I don't think so. I really don't. I don't think any, there's anybody. I really don't. The way just going by the just going even in the last ten years, the way they're using people, the way they're doing storylines, it's getting it, it's in the last ten years, it's done nothing but gradually come down um, in the quality and the way that they're using people. Um, if we're gonna say that I'm ten years old and I turn on the TV today, mm-hmm. I'm thinking that I would have gravitated to NXT. Yes. Um, because NXT to me right now is what I what was embodies a lot of the of the things that I enjoyed of wrestling when I was a kid. Yeah. When I was really a kid. Um, I mean, it's got real people. I mean, they're starting to bring out in, in that brand. They're starting to bring out more people that actually look normal. I mean, they're not falling off the face of Muscle and Fitness magazine. They're, they, I mean, you've, you've got you've got a lot of good characters. Characters, that, yeah, yeah. Ca- actual characters mm-hmm. that they're starting to uh, really build up. And I mean, um, if I turned it on today, I would love it. And I think I would, I would love Aleister Black. I think. Aleister Black, yeah, he's I, a good wrestler. You know, and I, I love goofballs. I, I'm a big fan of Jose, uh, uh, No Way Jose. You know what? He didn't. I didn't. He didn't grow on me at first, but after I saw him live, and then now that I mean, I don't know, man. There's something infectious about him, yeah, man. Yeah. He's that good comic relief guy. <laughs> yeah, he really exactly, is. Yeah. He really is. I gotta say, I mean, like Matt said, Cena is probably, and I know there might be some that agree to, he is definitely the Hulk Hogan of this. Exactly. He is, he is. He's definitely, but I mean, yeah, I I mean, Cena, the way one, his promos are really good. Yeah. And you just can't help it. Like, he just looks like a guy that you can just go up to and be like, and you're right. And, you know, I'm a big believer in who they are offstage. You know, oh, and he's, Cena, he is oh, there's no great. Yeah. Steve, there's no Cena question. Dedicated a lot of his life to making other people's oh, yeah. lives. No question. That man is goes above and beyond. Ever to do the make a wish. Like yes. he, he even over celebrities. Yes. Like he is the number he'll grant and, and that, I mean you can't like you said, Cena definitely the Hogan of this generation, but I would say and I hate to say this personality wise and probably as a man, I'd say Cena's probably a better person than Hogan. Oh yeah. Lord yeah. Okay. yeah. Oh yeah. Like I think above and beyond I think Cena just Yeah, I gotta agree with that. I mean Cena just the colors that he has, you know, mm-hmm. he's always got them bright colors. Mm-hmm. And, his promos and just I think he's everything that Vince McMahon was looking for after a Hogan mm-hmm. right. even though he had it with The Rock and Austin that was a different era so uh, yeah I, I totally agree so let, let's, let's let's jump from that into quality of wrestling yep. and this is a free for all area guys this, yes let's go th- this is WWE yes this is independent yes this is TV. This is everything. This is yeah. everything. Okay. Quality of wrestling is it is a roller coaster of quality right now. When you look at everything from TV mm-hmm. to independent, we go to independent wrestling all yep. the time. Yep. And WWE, like I would say, WWE last year was probably the epitome of roller coaster quality because we would get a pay per view. Where they set up really good matches and belt exchange and mm-hmm. you know people who you know were talking and everything, I would say last year, every pay per view like he was either really good or it was really bad. And so far this year, it is all bad. bad. Right, all bad. So I I, I'm a, I'm gonna I'm gonna open up with you, Jim. Yeah. 
give me what do you think? How do you rate the quality? In, let, let's start with let's start with WWE. Okay. What? How would you rate the quality right now? Um, I'm gonna say in the crapper. Um, I, I think all of it's in the crapper. Um, I have watched every pay per view this year so far. Um, most of them as they were playing, as they were airing, and um, I've watched. I, I've tried up until the last two or three weeks. I have been trying to stay current on Raw and SmackDown and everything else after rest, especially after WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. And it's been impossible. Um, it's uh, most of it's hard to watch. Um, um, I can easily, I get excited to turn on NX or to talk the NXT and uh, 205 Live. Mm-hmm. Those two, I get really excited about because the quality there is really good. Because so that's what keeps you in. That is what's right keeping now. me into WWE into wrestling in general right now is 205 Live and NXT. Um, 205 Live is just outstanding wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, um, I think it pushes the envelope of risk a little bit over what I, what I think is healthy. Um, but it's not that uh, ladder match that we watched in the pay-per-view mm-hmm. this year with the Velveteen Dream coming off yeah. and all those crazy cracks on the ladders and stuff that we were like, these guys are going to regret this in 20 years. I mean, good Lord. Um, there's 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 a fine line between entertaining and just oh just crossing that line of risk. And there's just a, there's an element of risk I don't think you should take. Um, and I think ever since that Mick Foley Hell in the Cell match, it just I think that broke through a barrier, and then everybody else has been trying to reach that mountain again. You see Shane McMahon trying over and over. Every again. match he does, he always does that that turnbuckle to turnbuckle yeah. jump, and mm-hmm. always has that stupid trash can, the aluminum trash can. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I mean, but the, the other problem is, is that because the WWE has crushed so many promotions in its growth to being the wrestling Goliath that it is. Um, a lot of the independents that we had out there, they're, they're, I'm not talking about all of them. There's a few scattered independents that are doing doing some good, putting some good product out there. Um, when the USA that we go is hit or miss, I mean, yeah. you know, sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad, sometimes we've been, it's been fantastic. Um, but some of the other ones out there, like Ring of Honor, that are getting some notoriety. Um, there's um, the Lucha Underground getting a little bit of notoriety and everything. They're doing, they're tr- going in such a direction, doing so many stupid things. Yeah. And they're, they're trying to claim that um, wrestling has always been this, you know, comic book, funny, silly, it's all fake, you know, it's all a story type thing. So we can get away with this type yeah. of thing. So they can get away with invisible wrestlers and invisible grenades and the penis plex, you know. And I mean, Joey, let's, let, let's, let's stop right there. So, let, let's 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 talk about this. So Joey, I was just Joey, informed yes, about crotch finishing moves. Joey Ryan and invisible grenades. Like, okay, so Jim and Ryan are our wrestling gurus in this in this room right now. They, you know, anything wrestling in this room, you would want to go to them. 
Now, I, I, I watch current wrestling. We, I watch independent wrestling. I watch, you know, offshoots like, you know, TNA and Ring of Honor and stuff like that when I can. Mm-hmm. But, yes, when y'all, when I, when we were talking about this uh, of wrestling as a topic yeah. and the quality, and then you throw in invisible wrestlers. Can y'all, you two, I want, yeah. I want this, I need, I need something. It's hard for me just thinking about an invisible wrestler and a crotch finishing move, which y'all showed me before this show started, <laughs> and an invisible grenade. What on God's green one is going on here, go guys? You want to go? Go ahead. I mean, it's it's horrible. <laughs> the Joey Ryan penis thing, as I call it. Yeah. What, what's the move called? Does it have a uh, name? Is it the crotch ender? I mean, no, I think it's I think, I think it's, it's called just, the penis plex. Yeah, the it's, penis plex. It's just a very slap in the face to traditional type wrestling. Yes. And I get it. I get. I'm not that. I don't get that. I get that you have to stay up to date for today's kids and today's. Mm-hmm. But that right there is absolutely a slap in the face to people like Bruno San Martino. I, yes, it is. Rick Flair. I was going to say that Joey Ryan epitomizes everything I hate about oh, yeah. what wrestling has become. Chuck Taylor, who does that grenade launch. Yeah, yeah. That invisible grenade that he throws and they do Matrix stuff over the ropes and all mm-hmm. that. And the crowd eats it up. And if we were all there, we'd have left. Like, yes. I, I would have left. I would have left. And then this video, Brian, I don't know if you heard about this yet. I showing Matt and Jim just in it. This moron that caught himself Stuff on fire. fire. That, yeah. he, yes, I mean, he lit. He purposefully thing. lit himself on fire. And he, he ran into the crowd. Yeah, this on guy in the fire. Philippines and ran into the crowd. And yeah. let's be honest here. Even though we don't agree with a lot WWE today, because WWE is just becoming a circus show. Do you know what Vince McMahon would have done if he'd have saw that? Oh yeah. He would have had a fit. <laughs> he'd have probably. I mean. Oh, that person would have been oh, crushed, oh, have been never fired. wrestled again, and I mean, they would—he would have ruined their lives. I'm a hundred percent convinced. If Joey Ryan, and it would not surprise me in today's wrestling world, if he comes to WWE, I'm out. Oh, they've I'm already turned—they've already turned him down. Okay, well, that's good because he's a slap, and he's especially a slap in the face for today's wrestlers that can't get in, like the Christopher Daniels that we saw at TNA, mm-hmm. Frankie Kazarian's. I mean, and AJ Styles just made it pretty much. Yeah, it's and a slap in the face. It is he's a slap got in the to face. know that. He's got to know that joke. that's not going to. Okay, let's say let, let, let's say it's popular. I don't know. I, I've never heard oh, of this the, guy. Oh, the, the crowds! The, the crowds that he gets in front of, they eat it up. Yeah. Okay, so look, he is popular. Yeah, you can't put that on TV. Yeah. You no. can't put a. You can't put anyone grabbing someone else's crotch. Now you might have been able to get away with it during the Attitude Era because, for whatever reason, the menta- the, the mindset that Vince was in at that point, oh, because that was that was at the height of the Monday Night War. And they were willing to do anything. Mm-hmm. So if Joey Ryan existed back then at that moment, I guarantee you Vince would have put him on the air if it meant he getting a half a TV rating over WCW. I just go ahead. No, it, I was gonna go. I was gonna point over to Ryan because Ryan's been kind of quiet over here, and he he kind of mumbled something. He's like, "Oh God, Jesus!" So well, I won't mumble it, but my name's Brian. <laughs> oh Brian, did I say Ryan? I meant yeah. Brian. Yeah. Thanks, brother. <laughs> Oh, you're my brother too. Yes, oh God! Yeah. <laughs> but no, you were mumbling you, he, when he said uh, in the Attitude Era, 
then you 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 kind of had a little thing over here. Is there? Do you agree with that? Oh no! Yeah, no, no, no. The um, I guess you were talking about bringing him in back then. Yes, I, I, I was. I back was then. We were stating that there's no way they would put him on TV today. Today, but yes, but back if then, if during the Attitude Era, they I think they would specifically because there was an episode with Edge and the one girl having trouble remembering uh, her name, Lita, Lita, mm-hmm. where they literally stripped down under under blankets on with a bed in the center of the ring. And oh, I remember sex. that. Yes, yes. I yeah. remember that. Well, then you okay. had all the Val Venus episodes. Yeah, Val Venus Val episodes, Venus. the big Balboski blocks. Well, That's true. they had the, they had the episode where they chopped off chopped his, off his or supposedly face. like he had sex with that one girl, Asian, Asian girl. girl, and then, oh, they're going to chop it off, and there's literally him, and they go, they Whoa. take him into a meat locker, and then yeah. they, chop. I forgot all about that. that <laughs> time ago. Yeah, you're right. So, so I mean, came out because time. of the mindset that Vince was in, if Joey Ryan had come into wrestling at that time, yeah. I guarantee you Vince would have put him on the air doing that, but today, there's no way in hell it, it would And it makes me lose faith in a lot of wrestling fans. I'm already, I'm already upset with the wrestling fans today because yes. I don't think they know what talent is anymore. And I mean, and Jim, me and you growing up, and I'm sure you know this, and I mean, y'all too. Like, we got made fun of for watching wrestling. At least I did. Like, it was like, I did, too. I got made fun of I, Well, I'll put it this way. I got... <laughs> like, we got... the. There was a group of people I hung out with right. that we all watched oh, wrestling. Yeah. And we all loved wrestling. And we all got made fun of by other people who didn't get it. Okay? Right. But they didn't have the influence. I so. had my older brother beat them up if they made fun of them. <laughs> 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 well, see, that's the thing right there. Like, okay... Yeah, and it was just like, yeah, I love it. I don't care what you say, blah, blah, blah. But now, with stuff like this Joey Ryan guy, this Chuck Taylor, when they say, yeah, but what about the pain? You're just like, you know, I got nothing. You're right. I can't defend that. I can't that. defend that. I cannot defend it's that just, at all. It's, it's just a very slap in the face. Well, you know, there, there is, there's when you look at the quality, there's you have to have a certain amount of integrity in what you do. Like, especially in wrestling, this is why... When I can watch old wrestling and still be entertained, mm-hmm. and it, it, so a match that happened 27 years ago, mm-hmm. uh, you know, when when Bret Hart won the belt for the first time, I could watch that over and over yeah. again because yes. it was such an emotional time for him. You could see it. Yeah, you don't see that anymore. No, you don't mm-hmm. see you don't see people earning their place anymore. No, you know, with Bret Hart, I re- I can remember that match as clear as day. He cried when he handed him the belt. You don't get that because they know three weeks ahead of time that you're going to get the dang belt. Yeah. You know, and it's it, it's already written out. And the one thing that irritates me, and this is why quality is going way down, is when something is written out, you already know who's going to win the belt mm-hmm. in WrestleMania. Yeah. You probably already know who's going to win the belt at WrestleMania next year. You yeah. probably already have, they probably already got a, a guideline to get mm-hmm. to this person at this time. Now, I say that, and at this past WrestleMania, I really think they read everything online. It was like, you know what? Screw these people. We are going to do everything opposite of yeah. what they expect. I think that's what they and did, honestly. Everybody that they thought was going to win a belt, they were like, no, nope, we're just going to keep the people who already have the belts having the belts. And we're going to ruin WrestleMania. This this WrestleMania worst in one of the is mid- one of the worst, recent, worst in recent history in the past ten years that yeah. I can remember. Um, yeah, so you know the quality. Has gone way down, and I guess when you bring when you bring the the uh, war era, when I guess you could see desperation brings out interesting storylines. Yeah. Like you know, I totally forgot about the the sex in the ring. That's ridiculous. And to oh, be yes. honest, and to be honest, I never got into. And this even goes for 
I'm going to get a little, some mm. looks. This even goes for Rowdy Piper's talk show in the ring thing. I can't get into that kind of stuff. You know, when you when you do it, like... Tell me the you, Piper's Pit in the Piper's ring. Piper's Pit. Um, and I didn't really get into a lot of that either. Um, I, I miss the, like... And I didn't like the Brother Love show yes, or I any didn't love of that the Brother crap. Love show. I don't really like the show per se. Um, and especially when they drug them out yeah. and, and they were just a bunch of talk. What I what I did like was when they were used well in stuff like when they had the Piper's Pit when they were setting up Hogan versus Andre. Mm-hmm. Okay? So those were short and sweet and it was literally like Hogan coming out, Andre coming out, and Andre came out was who was at the time for a long time a babyface walked out with Bobby Heenan, okay, and Jesse Ventura set this whole thing up, and they did it so well, okay. It wasn't boring. I mean, it was literally like you know Hogan looking at Andre. Andre, what are you doing with him? What is going on here? And it was like, look at me when I talk to you. I am here for one reason: challenge you to a match at WrestleMania. And it was like it was like over within like five minutes, and it was quick, and it's over. And it was used well. That mm-hmm. was done very well. Uh, you had other times when, um, uh, you know, they would, like, uh, they used, what was, um, uh, Brutus Beefcake had oh, a show. Barbershop. The Barbershop. Um, and, they, and I don't know if you remember, but that was the one that was popular. Nice. It had the Barbershop window. Oh, yeah. And yep. Shawn people Shawn Michaels would, yeah. Michaels. Yeah. Right through the Right through the right glass. Through the glass. Yeah. So if, it's, if, it's, if those shows have to exist, they can be used well. Um, I don't know if y'all remember old school wrestling before any of those things um, actually existed, but y'all remember the um, the um, uh, interview table with Mean Gene Okerlund, mm-hmm. where they would literally just stand, stand in front there. of the crowd. Yep. That little podium. Yeah, the little yep. podium right in front of the crowd. Yep. That's where they set up a lot of stuff, where Mean Gene would interview people, and somebody would come out and attack them from mm-hmm. behind, setting up the next yeah. pay-per-view event. And that stuff was great. Yeah, I... Quality today is just not what it was. There's no excitement. There's no. no... Remember, like, okay, so when you talk about Andre and Hogan, y'all remember how exciting it was whenever he picked Andre up oh, and yes. just slammed Oh, yeah. The crowd went nuts. Yeah. Nowadays, you'd read about that. Like, you'd be like, oh, the plan is, is he's going to slam so-and-so. You know, but yeah. quality is just not... I'll tell you the most excited I've gotten in the past year was... When they had that tag team match and the Hardy Boys Hardy ran down, oh, yes, like, that was yes. the most excited I've gotten. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, gotten. That's not a word. I, I've ever, you know, within the past year, because you brought somebody out that wasn't planned and that you yeah. know was huge when you yeah. you know you were young, mm-hmm. but now. What is this character that the what's it the he got that yeah, Matt Hardy he oh woken TNA. Matt Hardy that yeah. was so ridiculous TNA he was broken Matt Hardy well yeah. you can't use broken because TNA trademarked that okay and now he's woken Matt Hardy which is just as goofy as broken I, mean, I think that's just the most yeah but then you got him tag teaming with Bray Wyatt <laughs> I mean. I mean, what is up with that? Number one, I can't. Don't get me on my tirade of tag teams. I cannot stand it no, when you put two individuals in a tag team and you introduce them as their individual names. They're, you're either the Hart Foundation, you're Demolition, you're the Four Horsemen. You're, I mean, you've got to have a tag team name if you're going to be a Nation tag of team. Domination. Nation of Domination. I, I mean, I don't care how you know bad it was. The Bushwhackers. Bushwhackers. Um, I don't care the Brainbusters. You know, I mean, you're talking about two of the most excellent. Wrestlers, Tully Blanchard and Arn Anderson. I mean, part of the part of the original Four Horsemen. 
Um, I love those guys. But even when they became a tag team, they had a tag team name. Yep. They didn't. They weren't introduced by Tully Blanchard and Arn Anderson. So mm-hmm. I can't stand that. Yeah. But anyway, I don't know. This, yeah. this whole Matt Hardy thing is ridiculous. Quality's horrible. Quality is just, like you said, it's just horrible. Like the Joey Ryans, the... The ones, the guy that set himself on fire, the grenades, the matrix. Well, it's it's the, just... the independents are they're trying to push an envelope that's already been broken oh, yeah. through. The envelope's done. Yeah. Okay, you're not going to push that any further through than now. So you don't need to be trying to find the next thing. How about we just go back to perfecting oh, yeah. what's been done for the past mm, sixty years? Yeah. Why? But what common sense does it make to set yourself on fire? What happened to the attack? matches or the barbed wire or bats well, wrapped in C4. barbed wire c4 oh, matches oh what was that, oh, that they had man. that they had that um that one independent thing that was doing the uh fluorescent, fluorescent two matches, matches. those yeah. were ridiculous yeah. oh my gosh like what common sense this did do you really think setting yourself on fire is going to end well no. i like yeah. watch know, this this will be a good idea what's funny is he set himself on fire now he's okay but he's that's stupid he didn't tell the opponent that he was doing that. No. And they were wondering why whenever he went to splash on the opponent, like literally, and he slammed on yeah. the hard crap. Yes, well, he I did. I would have done that. Yeah. Landing on me with fire. No. Let me just say also, not that independents, they care. If I go to a show and I see any of that, I'm walking out. And I'm, Ab- absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm putting that on Facebook. I absolutely. I'm um, boycotted. I mean, you know, that's the reason why I keep going back to USA Wrestling because... They don't do stupid stuff. Now, sometimes it's boring if they because they continue. To, they don't have a huge stable of talent to, to pull from. Um, I, I think they could. I could make more effort, and, and you know they could increase their ticket prices and stop doing those stupid raffles and pull some of that really good talent. Um, that tag team that they had that one time was just phenomenal. The the, I love those guys. Yeah. These are great heels. I loved watching them. Where did they go? Yeah, if I mean, anyone out there listening to this, if you can find the Young Lions and tell them to get a hold of us, we would love to have them on our show because we are huge fans of the Young Lions. also, I can't believe it, that uh, you really like. It's a heel, and he comes out and he does Chris that. Vaughn. Chris, Chris Vaughn. Vaughn. Chris? Chris, Chris Vaughn. Vaughn. <laughs> he, this guy is amazing. He 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 treats The Rock as, the rock as if he's a ripoff, but, but he is... He is so interactive with the crowd that <laughs> it doesn't it. even matter how good or bad he wrestles. He is a perfect example of an old school heel. Yes. He, he knows how to get the right kind of heat. He plays on the crowd yeah. to get the right kind of heat in a wrestling and match. And there is a right kind of heat. There is a right that, and a wrong kind of heat. Because when this last uh, USA Wrestling we went to, it was... We thought the girl, I, I, she was one of the yeah, daughters of one of the wrestlers. Of yeah, yeah, yeah. She just kept yelling at the crowd, and we were we were saying that she's going to need an escort to her car. <laughs> yes. Because I mean, she didn't know how to interact with the crowd. There's no. a right way and a wrong way. You know, Chris Vaughn, he could talk trash, but then if the people in the crowd got interactive, mm-hmm. he would act very, very scared of them. Yeah. So he knew how to, act, you know, yes. react to the mm-hmm. people. So okay, let's jump in. Let's jump into the next segment because this is going to be uh, a very detailed conversation. Is WWE versus WCW, and th- the reason we should do this is these are two federations that took TV by storm. Yes, WWE was our uh, W. I'm going to say WWF. I don't care. 
(laughs) They, you know, they, you know, they were the ones that got it, you know, started, you know, because they had Hulk Hogan and everything. But, Mm -hmm. you know, WCW, you know, when they came in to, you know, they might have been around Mm -hmm. just as long. But, you know, when they got on TV and got just as big, Mm -hmm. these were two factions that were at war. And this was when wrestling was at its best. And you know, I, I to loved, some extent. In in this is my opinion. It, it was it, wrestling on TV was at its best because you got new things all the time. Even with old wrestlers going back and forth mm-hmm. to whoever you know, WCW flip flop. Mm-hmm. You had your loyals. There was pro- I don't know. I, I might be wrong in this. Please correct me if I'm wrong. But there there might I think there might have been more loyals to WCW. Well, WWE. you got Sting. Sting, you oh, know, Sting stayed. He stayed. He was Mr. W. He stayed there until the bitter end, and he didn't come to the WWE until after the WCW was long gone. Yes, and he did a very short stint. And they probably paid him a lot of money just to come over yeah. and finish that feud. You know, yeah. of, you know what was better, mm-hmm. and you know, I I hated it and loved it at the same time. I loved it because mm-hmm. man, I really thought they were going to let Sting. You know, oh, take it. Yeah, they weren't going to do that, that. That WrestleMania was a great WrestleMania. It was a fantastic it, I, I, I WrestleMania. I really enjoyed that yes. WrestleMania. Uh, and that was a very emotional match between him and Triple H mm-hmm. to, you know, settle a long lasting feud. But that just fell into a time of writing when it was just all about, you know, they already have the next three years written out, it seems. But let, let's, let's, let's start. Like, D- Ryan. WCW versus WWE. Who are you who are you jumping on? You know, and this I, goes back to when you were a kid. Oh, and I oh to kid to now doesn't matter. WCW versus WWE. Man, I gotta go. I mean, I was more of a WWE fan mm-hmm. because of the Hulk Hogan mm-hmm. and and the Bret Hart, <laughs> and then WWE just had those characters mm-hmm. as a child that drew me to them. Because if you really think about it. The yeah. WWE was almost like your comic book wrestling. It yeah. had the dragon. Yeah. You had bulldogs. You had a matador, Tito Santana. Yeah. You had Coco Beware, yeah. the snake. WCW, I didn't really appreciate until I got the network. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. Sting. Now. Sting. Dallas Page stayed around. The mm-hmm. Steiners, even though the Steiners mm-hmm. jumped ship. But. You couldn't have found a more loyal person than Sting oh, when it no. came to WCW. I mean, he no. wasn't. He, he was Mr. Oh, WCW. Yeah. And WCW let go a lot of talent that went on to WWE. Undertaker, he was Mean Mark Ernst. You know, yeah. uh, well, I can't even think of Mean Mark Callis. Yeah. Mean Mark Callis. And, uh, I mean, think about what he went to. Uh, Chris Jericho, even though he was big in WCW, he exploded he in WWE. In WWE. Yeah. Uh, Chris Benoit. Yep. Eddie Guerrero. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, think about these characters that were in WCW that they didn't know what to do with because yep. they were wasting their time on people. No offense to him. I wouldn't say this to his face, but like Goldberg. or Because Goldberg was a powerful, cool, mm-hmm. superhero-type character. Like, he was. You were not going to get... He was like, man, you're not going to get yeah. past him. But, uh... But I, uh... Talent left, man. I mean, just look what WWE did for them all. Well, I mean, there's when you look at both of them, you have to look at two different things. You have to look at concept and execution. And 
um, one of the great things of that era were the people who were doing the writing at the time. Oh, yeah. Okay? And so for the WWE at the time, if you believe it or not, the, most of the people doing the writing were Bruce Prichard, a.k.a. Brother Love, Jim Cornette, um, and then who was the other, the other one? Um, Vince Russo came in about, I think, halfway through uh, the, the start of the Attitude Era. Um, and um, he brought in, and Vince, Vince Russo brought a lot to the table back then. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Once he got a big head about his successes, then he kind of became an asshole and, oh, yeah. you know, just, yeah. he went to WCW and ruined it. Um, so, WWE versus so I'm gonna, WCW. So, I, I mean, so, here's the thing. Um, when I go back in time and I look at it, I mean... I I liked WCW prior to the NWO, and the I mean the NWO brought in a really cool concept. Um, it brought the Hogan flip, which is again one of the most influential, the biggest heel flip of all time. Um, it brought in a lot of things, but the problem was is that they didn't know where to take it, and they didn't know the writers that they had didn't know where to, to go with that, and they overran it. And every week it became somebody else getting beat up and spray painted on. And it was just the same thing over and over and over again. Um, at, and at that moment, I was watching the WWE more. And But prior to the NWO moment, I would say WCW. Because um, the, 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 the execution, I mean, it was more realistic. It was, it was, anti, it was everything WWE wasn't. Um, it wasn't stupid characters like the boogeyman and manatar and you know i mean i mean w don't get me wrong wwe did had some really good stuff and some really they had some really good successes but some of the stuff they did was just absolutely asinine and stupid and should never been on television whoever said that manatar was going to be a good idea and then managed (laughs) by jim Cornette. yeah um i mean that time jim Cornette would have was probably the plus side. It's like, if we're going to try to get this, let's get Jim Cornette, you know, let's get him on there because if anybody's going to make him something, it's going to be Jim Cornette. Well, that was absolutely the concept of putting Jim Cornette with him. Jim Cornette will tell you to this day, it was one of the stupidest things he'd ever seen in his life. Yeah. But the WWE was paying his salary at the time, and they paid him hefty for it. So they, you know, he was like, "Oh well, I'll try, but I'm not guaranteeing anything because it's a stupid idea. Um but I mean, when I go back in time and I want, you know, and I think about um, picking one or the other, yeah. if I just had to pick one, I'm going to pick WCW. Yeah, I'm going to pick yeah. WCW okay. just because, and, and I'm going to say that prior to the NWO. Prior to the there NWO. Yeah. Yeah, so we go. got one WWE slash F. Yeah. F the E. F the E. That's and the first shirt we made. F the E. F the E. And we got, we got one WCW. Brian? Oh, I'm all. It was all WWE for WWE. me. WWE brought me in. You know what's funny, too? This isn't a real reason to, to truly hate WCW. I never really hated it, but I can't. I, I never could really get behind a company willing to hire. A horrible rap group as a tag team known as the Insane Clown Posse during the Ooh. Monday Nitro era. No, 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 no. That was on WWE, my friend. No, that was WCW during the Monday Nitro eras. That was after they shut down. I remember that because when it shut down, they did go over, and that's when the Headbangers beat the piss out of them on Raw's War. 
I think we After need to the consult fact. the Google. I think we need the to consult the Google on they the made their debut Google. on WCW. We need to. I, I need to. I think we need to consult. I'm gonna consult match. the good Google on that because um, I remember the insane clown posse coming in during what was that? What was the um, the group? The freak show group that had Luna Vachon and oh, yeah, that the, big uh, tall group. The big mm-hmm. tall dude. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah the guy that wore the Cartman shirt. Yeah. Sable and all that. Um, he was a part of it too. I but uh, I mean, they had all of them. I can't remember. But it was like that. There was like this circus freak Oddities. group. Oddities. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I remember when the Oddities first came about, which another that was a yeah. completely stupid idea. Um, the insane clown posse came out and helped them and fought with them several times and then wound up turning on them. Uh, at, that was after the demise of WCW, though, because they they made their debut in WCW in 97 in a six-man tag match. And then ever since, they were doing those... They used to do those... I can't remember what it was called, but there was always a school bus involved. And they'd always do these matches where they, like, they would always end up on the top of a school bus. But it was during Monday Nitro, and I, then I have to—I'll give it to Brian. He's right. They did—they did premium. Looking at it right here, Insane Clown Posse debuts in so, WCW. Uh, so one point to Gryffindor. <laughs> yeah. Hufflepuff. <laughs> Won't you Hufflepuff on that? <laughs> but no, yeah, they—they they did. They were doing the six-man tag match when they first started, but then they did make their way over to Raw because I remember that. When they had this big feud with the headbangers, they did because yes. it was metal versus rap. Yeah, the whole thing about that, and I love the headbangers. Uh, I did like the headbangers. Yeah, they were a they great were concept really cool. tag team. Yeah. I liked them. I liked so them. But, but you, you was, would say WWE over a WCW just all day. at that time just had better quality yes. and characters, better quality and, characters. I don't, you know, just just well, me. what brought me into wrestling in general. Well, back to your point though, too, Matt. Um, um, you're talking about how everything's so scripted, and it's probably scripted two, three, four years out now. But they, number one, they have movie writers. They have Hollywood movie writers yes, do, writing the storylines and doing all the setting all this stuff up nowadays. They don't. None of these people have probably watched any old school no. wrestling or understand anything about what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, they they're basically trying. The events is just hiring these people and saying, mm-hmm. "Write me a movie and tell me a story, and I'll put it on TV." And that's all that's happening right now. Versus back then, yeah, you had things that were more tightly niched, and everything was more organic mm-hmm. and more um, uh, on the spot. I mean, yeah. there there were things that were planned. You had your plans, mm-hmm. but nothing was ever in stone because yeah. things could change at the last second. And I mean, like I, for for example, one of my favorite matches of all time. Just because of what, just the whole premise of what happened, Ultimate Warrior when he took the Intercontinental Belt from Honky Tonk Man, and the match lasted like eight seconds or something, and he was Honky Tonk Man was supposed to wrestle somebody else, but this person got hurt, and he the person he was supposed to wrestle Beefcake. like Beefcake, he got hurt in real life, and so that match could not take place. So at the very last second, um, they they were planning to. Put uh, Honky Tonk over again because they put. I don't know if y'all realize this. Honky Tonk Man held the Intercontinental Belt, one of the longest yeah. reigns of all time, oh, yeah. which is Man, I, ridiculous. I, I hate Honky Tonk. I can't. He <laughs> worst one of the worst characters ever. But you gotta hand it to him. He's yeah. he's a good heel yeah, for getting that heat. Well, uh, well, somebody's putting in their favorite wrestling uh, matches of all time. So I'm gonna throw this in there real quick. Undertaker versus Yoko Zuna uh, casket match where he came out of the back of the screen after a lightning bolt. Holy crap. <laughs> <laughs> I was but, uh, amazed. 
as a fourteen year old. <laughs> that was cool. That was really cool. Now a lot of the a lot of the um, uh, the old timers like Jim Cornette and Bruce Pritchard and all them they actually look at that match and hate it. They actually hate that yeah. that whole thing. They can't stand it. But I thought it was fantastic. I yeah. thought that was one of the best things that they ever did. But um, but when they you know they, at the last second they decided instead of putting over Honky Tonk Man again for another long reign they said. We got to build this guy up. He's new, he's fresh, and we got to put a belt on him, so let's do it now. And they let him come in and win the Intercontinental belt in eight seconds. I mean, on the last minute. I mean, you don't yeah. get anything like that anymore. Yeah. And nobody knew that was even happening. Um, I mean, you, y'all, y'all were talking, you were talking about earlier about how there was no internet and everything to learn about things back then, but we did have sports, uh, what was it? Um, um, Wrestling Sports Illustrated. Um, and that was I had a subscription <laughs> when I was I mean from the time I was twelve and he, and he did it for the articles <laughs> I, I, I did do it for the articles but I had a subscription from the time I was twelve to, till the time I was seventeen I had a re- I had a subscription to that magazine and that was our internet for wrestling back then and that's how you figured out stuff so you would get a few. Um, you know, like tidbits and a few nuggets of information of some things that were coming. But things could change so quickly mm-hmm. back then, you could still be mm-hmm. have that information and still be uh, shocked for in a good way. I, mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, so we got one WWE, one WCW, CW. one WWE. I'm going to jump on the WCW train because to me as a kid... I watched more WCW. Me and you, Jim. Yeah. Like, we were WCW guys. Like, I tell you, for me, you know, when I was watching WCW, I was a kid. So, to me, you know, when I went back and forth from WCW to WWE, everything in WCW just looked more real to me. Like, the realism between fights, because everything was full throttled. Like, when Booker T threw a punch in your face, it looked like he went through your face and yeah. on the other side, it just looked real to me. And they weren't back in the day. They were not afraid to draw blood. Yeah. It didn't matter, you know, it, how pretty you were or yeah. whatever. Yeah. It, they wanted to draw blood. They wanted to make it look as real as possible. Get juice. Yeah, get juice. <laughs> you know, it's it to you know to give it the realism. You can't get these pretty boys to bleed for anything unless it's by accident. You oh know, yeah, like they, somebody, they'll do something stupid and yeah. bust their lip or something. Bust their lip, or they might have hurt their nose or something. Yeah. But and the next reason is I loved WWE stages. To me, you know when they when they come out, they had WWE stages. I'm sorry, WCW stages. Okay. I you okay. know I have brain farts. You know what I mean? <laughs> WCW. WCW. He defected. <laughs> and Brian's fired. <laughs> WCW, I, I you know I'm a, WCW had the best stages. You know when they had those full metal, it looked like they put money into their intros. Like when yeah. people came out, these wrestlers, you know, yeah. have pyrotechnics. Oh, yeah. It would look like explosions. It would yeah. look like they put movie quality oh, intros. Yeah. And they WCW. did that so. And at the time, they were doing it so much better than the WWE. Yes. Well, WCW holds the record for the most expensive intro with a guy that sucked. Amen. That's so that Sub Zero looking dude, the Glacier. I remember. Glacier. Yeah, Glacier. 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 Yeah. yeah. His was so expensive. The man they had a fly guy in from the UK every showing just to do his scene. Yeah. Because of the snow that with the ice that would fall down from the the ceiling and the ice cubes and his yes. outfit, everything that was the most elaborate set. Yeah, and you know, uh, 
just with when you look at the dedication, oh, yeah. you know, when WWE they they thought on popularity, they they were they didn't have to put anything else in. They thought you know at the time they might have had the better wrestlers, the better mm-hmm. characters, but WCW mm-hmm. did the best in and my presents. opinion. With what they had, yeah, you know, they yeah. put more into the show mm-hmm. in uh, on top of who were the wrestlers. Okay. You know, in they the had show. the best production value. But you, but it was also it was also you had that feel of the old school. I mean, you had that you still had that atmosphere mm-hmm. of the AWA and Mid South mm-hmm. and you know um, um, Smoky Mountain. Smoky Mountain. I mean, you had you still had that. That feel there, where yeah. you didn't have it in WWE. WWE was trying to do something different, yeah. and it was, you know, it was just WWE could be too cartoony for me sometimes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whereas WCW never went there. The only thing that WCW did was they just let the wrong people have the helm and let them run the NWO thing into the ground. That was their biggest mistake. Yes. Mm-hmm. If they hadn't done, if they hadn't ran that mm-hmm. thing in the crapper. It would have been. I think it would have been a much bigger, different story. Well, you know, when the whole, you know, the Civil War happened, you know, between WCW and mm-hmm. WWE, oh, yeah. you know, WCW didn't know what to do. Any when rumors started about WWE taking over and getting some of mm-hmm. their biggest stars, they didn't know what to do. You know, it was like, okay, what are we gonna do now? You know, we got to we got to do mm-hmm. something. Let's do something different. Let's let's change it up. Let's kind of be like WWE right now. Because obviously they're succeeding and we're kind of falling down, and then it just kept going down. Yeah. So, but another thing I loved about WCW, and this is really petty, is I love their belt, their heavy champion, mm-hmm. heavy heavyweight championship belt. Oh, that's the best belt. Way, way better yes. than WWE, any of WWE's. <laughs> I can't mean, remember all of WWE's or WWF's. No, y'all remember when Ric Flair first came in and, ha- and was the champion mm-hmm. when he left WCW? Oh, yeah. Wore the belt oh, on yeah. WWE and they blurred it on oh, WWE yeah. Oh, yeah. television. Oh, yeah. I thought that was hilarious. You know, it, to me, that. If I could own any belt right now, it would be the heavyweight yeah, that's a great WCW, WCW championship, championship belt. That's a great belt. I, agree I mean, it was large. It was gold. It was just. It, it was just the design was just yes. excellent. I loved it. And you know, with WCW, I, I just have more memories of like matches. Like I have more Lex Luger, uh, you know, and Sting and tag teams. And international, like they had more international wrestlers, you know, with yeah. when you bring in people from China, from Mexico and everything, they would always bring somebody in in their mid-card mm-hmm. fights, yeah. you know, just to see who they could bring in. Well, I mean, I, you know, I think back in the day, there was a t- I think there was a time, I think there was a time when, uh, I think there was a time when WCW was actually doing better with their, with way, what they were doing with their characters because... Um, I think WCW did a much better job with Vader. I think they did a much better job with um, um, uh, Booker T with when they had him as Harlem Heat as a mm-hmm. tag team. I think the Harlem Heat was a fantastic tag mm-hmm. team. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna tell you right now. I think Ron Simmons. I, I they made they Ron made Ron Simmons. Simmons look like all hail Ron Simmons. <laughs> I mean, damn it! <laughs> but uh, uh, I mean. I don't mean wrong. He did some great things in the WWE, but they made him oh, yeah. look just like that time when he spinebustered Vader. When they had Vader oh, for yeah. Vader versus him for the w, for the WCW title, and he spinebustered him. 
I came out of my seat. I was like, oh my God, because Vader's huge. Yes. And he picked him up. I mean, and I mean it was like it was that Arn Anderson smooth, just one motion, boom. And I was like, oh my God. But they there was a time when they did that. I, the one of the other many keys to their downfall was the fact that um, when that merger happened, what was the what was the merger? Time Warner. Time Warner. Time Warner merger. Um, so when when WCW uh, when that merger happened, when Turner Broadcasting and everything that whole Time Warner merger happened, um, so WCW wasn't even a blip on their map. They were losing money, and that's when they hired Eric Bischoff to come in and run the company, run that division of the company. And so mm-hmm. he turned Eric Bischoff. You got to give him credit. He took a a division that was losing money and turned it into a million multi million dollar franchise. Yeah. yeah. And so what happened was the second he did that, he got himself on the Time Warner radar, okay? And so now that there was a time when they let him do what he needed to do to, to turn it over and, um, uh, and get it running. And then all of a sudden, all these people who had nothing to do with it, now they wanted everything to do with it, and they they tried to make tell Eric Bischoff how to run that company, I agree. and that screwed him up, and that he couldn't do anything. All right, so we've hit we've hit quality, we've hit our favorite wrestlers, we've hit our you know favorite matches, but at least half of us did. <laughs> uh, so in we we've talked about how ridiculous independent wrestling the direction mm-hmm. some of the characters and the invisible wrestlers and yeah. uh what the penis plex yeah and, you know it the way writers the desperation that's hitting wrestling today is just becoming overwhelming into where i'm just not as interested mm-hmm. you know i keep trying it's that hope it's that kid in me Donna. that yeah. keeps going back because it's something i grew up with i can't give up all, yeah. I can't give up on it. It's like I'm looking. It's what for made me turn into the stupid Saudi Arabia pay per view. I was like, maybe they're going to come out of left field. They're doing this early on a Friday. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're going to come out of left field with some really good stuff. And it was garbage. It you was know, all garbage. You know, I, I heard. I have heard nothing but negative about the Saudi Arabia WrestleMania, whatever. You know what? The only thing that would have made that good is if they brought a Saudi wrestler. If you yeah. were going to introduce like a new wrestler that that, that represents Saudi Arabia, well, they, not that it would be popular. Well, they were they were trying to number one, they're trying to put over Jinder Mahal. Um, yeah, but he's still, Canadian. He I know he's Canadian. Canadian. It's Canadian. He's Canadian. I, we're, we know that, and anybody any intelligent informed mm-hmm. fan knows that. <laughs> but they're billing him to all our Indian listening friends. He's Canadian. <laughs> But Fine. they but they did that stupid thing towards the end where uh, they uh, did a video where they had uh, tryouts at, in Saudi Arabia oh. for new wrestlers. Okay, and they, see, and, yeah, and they had right. three, three. They picked three wrestlers where they're actually at the WWE uh, found the the place in mm-hmm. Orlando or whatever. Or no, yeah, their training, their training camp or whatever, or whatever it is, yeah. uh, where they film NXT most of the time. Um, but they're actually they hired them. They're on salary, mm-hmm. and they did a small little bit with them in the ring where they didn't wrestle, but they actually fought off a couple yes. of people. So now I I agree. You know I, you can't stop the spread of wrestling if you want to take it to every country. I'm fine with that, but you got you, you got to be more open to the people that are already fans. And to the people you're trying to become fans, you can't change it 
just to make it more accepting here. Like, Jinder Mahal, I don't like the character. The Canadian thing aside, that really bugs the crap out of me, but you know what? I'm going to let it go. Jinder Mahal, in general, to me, is just not a good wrestler. He's not a good character. His two posse guys talk more than Jinder Mahal. So it's like, what a, you know, they they follow him around everywhere. I'm... You know, I'm I'm sick oh, of yeah. I'm sick of the I'm sick of these two guys that follow around. Sing about this. Well, I just it's in my head that's making me laugh because now I'm wondering if they're speaking for them because they actually have the accent and if he actually talked. Yeah, he I'm is. I'm gonna get you, eh? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, another thing. Let me let me tell you something else that pisses me off about him. They actually created a new cage. For his character, called the Punjabi oh, yeah. Prison. Yeah, Punjabi. Okay. Have y'all watched? Have y'all seen any of those no, matches? I've not seen it's the hard Punjabi. to watch. You can't watch the match. Yeah. You yeah. can't see through it. It's so thick and intertwined. Yeah. You literally can't watch the match. No. You can. You could probably fix that with in-ring cameras. But the people who bought tickets, yeah, to yeah. see this crap, and are not well, no, going to be even, able to see. I it. mean, you can't really fix you can it be in the front row and still can't see that. But match. you even that with the camera on the pay-per-view, you still can't hardly see the match. Well, so you could probably you could if with that match, you'd probably have to put point P, like POV cameras inside the cage, mounted on the cage, and have different angles. Or in that, and you'd have to do the inside in, cameras yeah. looking down looking into down the ring. Into the but they didn't do that. They didn't do any of they it. They did it just like any other cage match, yeah. and they had it three times uh, so far that I'm aware of. They may have had it, done it more than that, but they've used it three times yeah. on pay, three different pay-per-views, and it, you can't hardly see the match. And they didn't change any yeah. point mm-hmm. of view or anything, and it's horrible. It, it's horrible, and you know, with I, I again, I, I believe in opening new markets. Mm-hmm. You can't keep something going without especially in today's economy without new markets you gotta keep expanding. i agree i agree like but uh, why are we not seeing more jap japanese things jap- japan's got just as big a wrestling following as we do if not bigger and they've produced some you know legendary wrestlers that have come over here and have made a name for themselves yeah. uh there's in there a japanese wrestler that made the wwe hall of fame over here that giant guy, he was uh, the biggest Japanese wrestler. I can't remember his name right off the top of my head. Mr. Fuji? No, no, not Mr. Fuji. Um, I, I can't remember his name. You would remember it if, if you saw him. But, you know, the Japanese market, that is something that America could tap into and share. And, you yeah. you know, use characters from them. They're obviously coming over here. We got Asuka, which is a great wrestler. We got Nakamura. I'm, mm-hmm. You know, they might be from China, Japan, doesn't matter. But we got these wrestlers, good wrestlers from different markets coming to America. But we could, you know, open up to other ones. You know, we have this. Who is, what's the uh, UK champion right now that's just staying in America? Oh, Paul, um... He's staying. He's got the belt, but he's staying here in America and not defending yeah. the UK belt. It's you know, you opened a new market or you have an already existing market, but you brought him over here to America, to, you know, not defending a belt that he's holding. Right. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. You know, we we have we have the entire earth to open up to, but you have to do it right. You have to make it to where. Pete Dunn's, by the way. Pete Dunn, Dunn. yes. He's the UK belt uh, holder right now. And 
in the for the past two years that I know of, and he I haven't heard him defend the belt once, no. um, because he's too busy over here uh, being a character. So, yeah, so you know, open markets, I I. I I agree to it. You know, Saudi Arabia, I mean, I guess that would be a big market. I don't know nothing about it. Uh, I heard that WrestleMania was like five hours long. That's something else I can't get on board with, you know. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, you know, as we're closing here, you know, yes, bring in more markets, but write it to where everybody can accept it. Don't write it to where... Okay, we're opening up a market to Saudi Arabia. We're only going to cater to Saudi Arabia. Or we're opening up a market to India. We're mm-hmm. only going to cater to them. We're going to create an in, an Indian wrestler that's got the mm-hmm. belt, and he is the greatest thing WWE's ever had. And nobody over here cares, but they care over there. But there is a way to write it to where everybody can yeah. get on board with it. So let's 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 go towards closing thoughts those were my closing thoughts so let's let's open it up to is there ryan you were telling me about a theory or you wanted there was a direction you wanted to go towards can you just share that the invasion angle did not work at all with wcw and wwe did not work the way they wanted it to no my hope it'll never happen but my hope is that here in about a year maybe have cody rhodes and the young bucks show up on WWE. Okay. They invade a pay-per-view. They attack whoever the champion is at that time, whoever they decide to put on the belt. Yeah. All right. The next night overall, they sit there and they're talking. Cody Rhodes takes the mic and says, for what you did to my dad, you embarrassed him with the polka dots. Mm-hmm. You did this and you let me go and look what you've done to my brother. You tried, Ted Turner tried to take you down. The United States government tried to take you down with the steroids. Yeah. They didn't do it. I'm taking you down. I'm invading the WWE. And like him, the Young Bucks, yeah. a few of the other. And then he says, but we're not coming alone. We've got some. And then CM Punk's music hits. Mm. And he Ooh. walks out and passes Vince McMahon with a smile and walks down the road. I got gooseies. I got gooseies Can you here. imagine? Not that I don't. It's probably not going to happen. No. But Vince can you would imagine? What the crowd would do. If Vince, hey, you Vince, put it out in the universe. Vince would not allow it to happen because Cody Rhodes um, just... That all in. That all just yeah. took over all yeah, in. Yeah. And they sold out a 10,000 yeah. seat arena. An independent... Somebody dared him. Somebody dared him and he said, hold my beer. <laughs> and he sold out a 10,000 seat arena. And they made money doing it. And that was, that was an insane feat. But I just think that <clears throat> if that could happen, like I said, it won't. Because, But I think that if the WWE wants to launch yeah. back. Yeah. But can you imagine what the crowd would do if there was no spoilers? Like, let's try yeah, to keep, keep it, it underground. Like CM Punk's music hit and he walks out with Cody well, Rhodes. Yeah. yeah, that gives Ooh. me goosebumps thinking about it. Well, I'm all, That's my closing thoughts. Let's get back to let me, reality. Let, well, let me, let me close. I'm going to close with this. And this could... this. Probably is going to open up a bag, a can of worms for the next talk. But um, so there was some rumor, you know, not too long ago that Disney was going to buy WWE. Mm. I heard that. Yeah, and so they killed it off, and it was it was it was hoax. Um, recently, this year, earlier this year, um, there were confirmations that um, Stephanie McMahon was actually liaising, liaising to Fox. 
in order to position themselves mm-hmm. to be sold to Fox, to, to the Fox, Fox division. Yeah, Even with everything Fox is yes. going through right now. So, and that was actually proven to be true. Mm-hmm. Now, um, nothing is, you know, moved forward with that in the sale-wise. However, we just heard the announcement that they're taking SmackDown to Fox, to yeah, the Fox network right. next year. Mm-hmm. And so now, check this out. The WWE no longer has to sell tickets to those events to make money because they're getting paid the TV TV rights, television, the Mm -hmm. network television rights. They're getting paid the rights from Fox to put that, to create content. Fox is basically paying the WWE starting next year for SmackDown only. They're paying them millions of dollars to put content, to fill this two hour, three hour slot. Um, you know, one night a week on their network. And so that leads me to believe that if that goes through, could the actual sale to the Fox division, which technically they did, they got bought out by Disney, right? Uh, they're uh, just parts. They Fox kept all their news and sports areas. But what about, talks, what about Fox Broadcasting in general, though? Fox, Fox Broadcasting, Fox still owns... So this would be Fox, not Disney. Then so this Disney would... bought was trying to buy the movie parts of Fox back, like the, oh, okay. the Searchlight okay. yeah, 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 uh, okay. pictures and stuff. Yeah, yeah, okay. But now it's in court because there was a lot of stuff in contract that was not underlined, and now so, it's all a mess right now. Gotcha. So anyway, um, the fact that Stephanie McMahon has been confirmed liaising to Fox in talks about sale, and the fact that they're now. They've already signed the contracts mm-hmm. and that they're moving SmackDown, one of their brands, to the Fox networks. You know, what does mm-hmm. that mean for the exactly. future? And what could could we in our lifetime see a non-McMahon-owned WWE? Okay, so riddle me this. How would this be beneficial to Fox at all? Um, well, Because you said they are pretty much paying WWE to... Just have WWE. Yes, but the thing is, though, it's it's just like any other show. They're paying them to to create content for this time slot once a week, just like they do the same thing for the writers of any other show. Um, and that that's the same thing they do. They're just paying them more money because they have a more developed brand and they have a built-in audience and blah blah blah. Um, so um, they're bringing a definitive, you know, uh, audience. Uh, demographic to their network um so it's going to help fox in that it's bringing more viewership um and it's going to i mean they could pick a time slot on a during the day during the week on a Mm -hmm. fox network and probably increase their viewership dramatically yeah um Mm -hmm. i'm just curious and i and i'm my my theory is that they're using fox is using this as a test to see what changes that they make because um, you know, if Fox buys the WWE, then um, they're going to obviously take over the writers and the people. Yeah. And it, it's it's they've already in all Jim Jim Cornette talked about it. Um, a lot of people have been talking about this week. The dynamic just with this one move alone going to the Fox network is going to change how they have to approach all of the writing and everything. Yes. And so there, everybody's really curious as to. You know, are they really going to really make a push to segment SmackDown mm-hmm. as a completely different product? 
when they move it. Okay. And I think this, my theory is that it's a test for Fox to see if that, when they do this move, is it a good move and should they move forward with the talks of purchase? Okay, so, all right. So open open markets and writing. Mm-hmm. You got a direction mm-hmm. for Cody Rhodes and CM Punk that's to a, that's reignite. A, I would love it. I'd to, love to see that. To reignite yeah. wrestling. It could be. It could be the torch that reignites it. Yes. I think between we got the two a, of you, I think you said it all right Yeah, there. I would yeah. see that. Yeah. And we yeah. got a chance for Fox to make it a, a non-McMahon-owned mm-hmm. WWE, which, which that I would love to see amazing. what the, it was somebody could do with mm-hmm. that. Like so I Brian, said, I, I think they said it all right there. I think between the two, that's a very interesting mm-hmm. push in a direction I'd like to see and see what happens and mm-hmm. whether or not it's a... A good thing or a bad thing. See where see where it takes us. So just test the waters mm-hmm. with the non McMahon yeah. brand. I think that could be a good direction. I think that'd be a good direction. But you know how with this, you know, with the Fox brand, it could change uh, many traditions, which could you know hurt or make or break yeah. the WWE brand. Which you know, in my opinion, wouldn't hurt my feelings. The way WWE's going these days, <laughs> yeah. You know, you know, this could be a make or break. Could change. I really yeah. think the CM Punk, uh, you great. know, theory could man. If you if, if you brought CM Punk back right now, either way, I think could ignite, mm-hmm. reignite but a the, lot but, of fans. But he's, I mean, he's fighting UFC. He's on the next pay per view, the next UFC pay per view. You know, with this deal with Brock, I mean, CM I know, Punk they can do this. I, I know. mean, but just, I think CM Punk, I think CM Punk burned a few bridges in the WWE when he left, though. So and, you know, he burned bridges, but you know what? Vince McMahon's on his way out anyway, mm-hmm. and I think if you really look back at what CM Punk has done for wrestling, mm-hmm. yeah. I really think bringing him back right now would mm-hmm. not be. I think that would just like he said, just hearing his music yeah. and having him walk out with no commitment or anything, yeah. that would probably turn a few channels towards uh, yes. WWE. Oh, yeah. It would get a lot of old schoolers. Yes. Because that's yeah. something we haven't seen in a long time is that shock value. You know, somebody we didn't expect showing up and doing something we, we weren't yes. anticipating. So. Yes. Yeah, so, you know, we're all in agreement. Quality has gone down oh, in yeah. wrestling oh, yes, these days. Absolutely. In all markets. In all avenues. In you all know, markets. You know, we, we're living off memories here, wrestling. So we need, <laughs> we need you to uh, come back in a big way. So we're going to close it here. Uh, we want to thank everyone listening right now. We ask you to subscribe and please hit in any comments what you would like for us to talk about. And again, talk crap, you know, to us on you know, the, you know, behind your keyboards. Talk crap, we'll respond to you. We have no fears, uh, you know. And again, I'd like to thank you for listening. I'm Matt. I'm Ryan. I'm Jim. I'm Brian. Thank you for listening to the Eclectic Collective. Eclectic Collective. And we'll see you next time. See you.